and we're back with Ep- wait but <laughs> let me just pause <laughs> intermission this is c3 coming back at you with episode three i'm your host colin and i'm jordan grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression why do you have crippling depression today jordan honestly um i got a lot of reasons uh but my the reason i'm not deceased um we got a bonus for work a thousand dollar bonus and um i kind of forgot about it so my adp app was like hey review your your take-home pay so okay, yeah i'll go look at it like i go to the bathroom like i open it up and i'm looking at it significantly less than half of my normal pay so i'm like did i not clock in for like over half the week like what's <laughs> happening like where's my money like my taxes don't even make sense i'm panicking i'm like where's my pay rate like did they fuck up my shit and then i look at it and it just says bonus on the thing and i was like thank you jesus thank so i'm getting extra money tomorrow but i almost gave myself an actual heart attack because i was like i cannot afford anything ever so yeah that's tough also would have panicked pro show i don't have a lot i don't have a lot this week normally i got like you had a whole list yeah last week i had a fucking list but um this week uh you guys are gonna get a lot of mcdonald's stories until i don't fucking work there anymore so i hope you get like a a mcrib Uh, like a mcrib story you know (laughs) that video i'm talking about she called me mcfat like i want something like that to happen Um, to you now, so I was on the clock for two minutes and 30 seconds the other day, and the time is important because that's how long I was on the clock before I was mm. being screamed at by a customer. Mm. So I was asked by a manager to take the order out to one of the cars that was pulled forward. I was like, sure, I got you. I get up to the front counter. This man's like, is that my meal? I'm like, mm. Looking at the bag, I was like, I don't think so because it's going outside. And he goes, is it 1303? I was like, well, it says 1503. So again, I do not think so. Um... And he's like, is it one of those Cardi B and Offset meals? And I was like, I don't even know what those are because I work so little at McDonald's <laughs> that every time I come to work, the menu changes a little bit. I don't know and- who they are. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he's like, uh, it ended up being his meal. I like how and- he just like roasted himself though. Yeah. He was like, is it? And he's like, did I get the meal? And he's like, so it ended up being his meal. And he goes, so why is my ticket different than your ticket? And I was like, I don't know. I just work here. And he goes, don't get smart with me. And I was like, whoa, I didn't get smart with you. I was just kidding. But, I mean, okay. And then I, um, he's like, make sure there's no cheese on those sandwiches. And as I'm opening the one box, he goes, you know what? Let me tell you something about yourself in front of everybody. And I just <laughs> put it back in the bag and walk, well, turn around and walk away. <laughs> I was like, um, sorry, my guy. You're not doing... Sh- we ain't telling me nothing about nobody in I, front of anybody. For, I know this isn't visual, but he went to open it like as if it was an <laughs> engagement box in his demonstration. Not like he's checking it himself. He was like going to show the man like, oh, your Cardi B cheeseburger, please. So I went, oh my God. I just went to the manager. I was like, um, I've been here for three minutes and I have anger problems and I'm being yelled at. I'm going to go calm down. So can you please just take care of whatever's going on up there? And then I went and had a seat. So I'm not one for like celebrity feature meals, but I feel like if you're going to get a specific celebrity meal, how are you going to be like, and I don't want cheese on that? Like what? I don't know. I mean, go, I'm not one go for off it, but king. Don't change it. However, do you don't yell at the fucking fast food workers. Just no, that's because, exactly what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to roll up on you one day and just <laughs> tear your ass up. Yeah, I'm going to get a fucking drink thrown in your face. That's fine with me. I don't have to go back to work. You know? I'll come on my lunch break. 
But, so this is going to be our first themed episode, and we chose family crimes for this, and I think Jordan is going to take it away. So mine is very short. Not that there's not a lot of information on it, just I'm not exactly comfortable speaking about the crime itself. Um, I don't think it needs to be discussed that much, but um, I am talking about Josh Duggar, because when that news came out, I was like, what? Because I loved that show when I was younger. Like, TLC was my jam. What not to wear? Yes, please. That was my show. I TLC can, was on. I can say with confidence I haven't seen anything on TLC, nor <gasps> the show that Josh Tucker is on. Oh, my I've God. heard about him and some of the stuff that happened, and I'm pretty sure I heard a podcast episode cover it as well. But I don't even know what the man looks like or anything. He looks really ugly, so, I mean, okay. you don't need to look at them. Like, none of them, except for the girls, look good. Like. Okay. The family jeans are not good, <laughs> but the girls came out. The bust. jeans aren't jeaning. They are they are jeaning and in. Those ankle skirts are jeaning, okay? Um, <laughs> so basically, like I said, I used to love TLC. So I remember as a kid, I had to look this up, and in 2008, this show aired. At the time, it was 14 Kids and Counting um, when it debuted, and it was my one of my favorite shows. Uh, like I said, what not to wear on that show were like the main ones other than say yes to the dress, you know, like your stereotypical TV shows. So one thing that really blew my mind about it was that I was an only child. So the dynamic of 14 other children being in the same house all together was insane to me. I could never. Like, like I didn't know. I was like, this isn't normal. This is not correct to so me because I never lived like that. How many? So in total, there's totally? 21. As of now, Jesus I think Christ. there's 20. She, Michelle Duggar, had 21 kids. They are extremely religious, um, and they live hurt. in Little Rock, Arkansas. So I mean, like my non-existent vagina hurts at the. Thought. Let me tell you, that lady has birthed more children than she probably has menstruated in her life. It is insane. <laughs> um, another thing, other than just the religious background, so their dad was into politics in Arkansas, but also the way that they parented their children was a little bit strange. Michelle used to call it like the buddy system where when they were little, um, like she'd have the youngest baby and all the other kids, if they were even, they would have a buddy. So like kids that were 14 would take a smaller child and raise them. So she only raised the babies until they were old enough to be pushed into a group because she had another child and would just like alternate them out. So they weren't even like hands-on parenting all the kids, which to be fair, how can you but how when is your that family's even, growing? How, how's that legal to continue to have children? I mean, make your children raise. When you live in Little Rock, what what are they going to tell you when you live on basically a compound? I mean, you're self-sufficient. Like this show, it can't air anymore, obviously, but crazy, crazy stuff. The denim, the ankle denim skirts, like I don't understand. Not my life. Not going to judge, but I do not want any crotch goblins there. Yeah, money and energy vampires, and I'm good. Especially twenty-one of them. So other than like these major things that I noticed, the show basically was about their life, being religious, having a bunch of kids, how they went about with their kids like courting for dating and you know, just their life because it's so drastically different than day-to-day people's. But in 2021, there was a huge shock as their eldest son, Joss, was arrested for CSAM material. So not good news, No. not something you want to be public or ever happen See, I... to be more direct, but See, I like I know so little about them that I thought that Josh Duggar was the parent. Mm-mm. He is the oldest son. So there's Michelle, whatever the dad is, and then there's Josh. He's the oldest son. So some background on Josh himself. These aren't his first charges. He sexually molested five 
females in his younger life before these charges, four of them being his siblings. Okay. The parents were, in a sense, covering it up. They took him to the church. They said he needs help, which he obviously did. And they sent him away, and they, like, paid people to keep it quiet since his mm-hmm. father worked in politics. The times he did do it was while they were watching their limited TV. I believe they had about, like, an hour a day. He would attack them, and also in the laundry room when they were doing chores. So when they were in their buddy system or in their free time, he would attack them. Okay. So... Obviously, since they're godly, they decided it was between them and God. No one but them, God, needed to know. Keep it private. All of this began in 2002, which at the time his father was a major head for the Arkansas House of Representatives. So now, fast forward to May 2022, when he is officially sentenced to 12 and a half years for CSAM possession. Um, in court, they actually talked in depth about his actions and what he did watch. Um, and sadly, most of the children were 12 and younger. And at the same time that all this was happening, his wife, Anna, actually announced that they were having their seventh child. So he had children ranging from 12 to pregnancy. So a little bit like, are your children safe? Yes. I would, I would assume not. Because... What was found even, in my opinion, which makes this whole thing even worse, is... Anna stood by his side because that is the religion there and you stand by your husband. You know, it's these strict ways. I get it. However, like, I don't care who you are or what you believe, but do not stand up for the family and child molester. I think in the end, like with a lot of the court stuff, you can see her just being there to have to be there. Your mother, your children are in the same range. He only gets very limited visitation only when she brings the children. But what was even worse is then, while this was happening, it was found out that he was cheating on her on Ashley Madison. So it was another big scandal. Um, in the family at the time, I tried to basically say, like, these are false accusations. These are very critical. Like, these are going to ruin our reputation. Obviously, it was all proven true. And he was sentenced. Um, but yeah, not a... How long was he sentenced for? Twelve and a half years. Which I don't feel like is a lot, but yeah, I don't think that's enough for. I typically, like people who do for child molesters uh, yeah. and everything, because you know. Typically, though, thankfully, there are good people out there in the prisons who do beat the fuck out of them. So, <laughs> I hope his balding ass gets fucked up every day that he's in there. Yeah, I just don't. It doesn't make any sense because that child is like traumatized for life, and you're just gonna let that happen. Yeah, and but it was like, oh, his... twelve years. You're fine. Yeah, it was started with the siblings, the family covered it, and it ended up being where he got caught with that. So there could be more victims that just aren't known about and haven't come out because they're not comfortable. But yeah, that's all I'm willing to go into depth. If you are interested, there's a lot more. I just never realized the severity of of his crimes because his sentence is so small. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of threw me for a loop. So I'm very sorry that I have a very short dive on this one, but I wasn't very comfortable talking about children's sexual abuse material for Shit 30 happened. minutes my case is a little bit longer so maybe i'll make up for time there's but. no time limits <laughs> just fun yes 100 also and i will pass the torch to colin oops dropped my phone <laughs> but um you don't need it anyway fucking, i forgot to cover which wine we were drinking and well i guess cocktail but like we're drinking wine because we're balling on the budget over here. I'm also a wine girly. Don't let him play you. <laughs> if you can't but tell by the class I sound we, with. We have uh, Celerosa Black, which is actually my favorite wine currently. But yeah, that's all I got for you. I'm not going into depth about where it's made or anything. It's just, it's yummy. So go buy some. It is sold at your local Walmart. <laughs>
But Go ahead, run in there and get you some. I'm going to be covering the case of Marlene Ochoa Lopez, who is, I think she was 18 or 19. She was uh, pregnant at the time. So on April 22nd, she joined a Facebook group for mothers called Help a Sister Out. There was several posts made, uh, one of them being she was asking for a two-seated stroller. The second one was asking for a baby boy's clothing. I'm not sure which interaction led to the case that I'm currently covering. So Clarissa Figueroa had commented, and she offered both of these things. Again, I don't, because of the sources and the articles were a little conflicting, I cannot figure out which interaction led to this. So in the past, Lopez had actually gotten stuff from Figueroa, so she knew them. Mm. They lived in the same community. Clarissa was a 46-year-old woman and had just recently announced to her family that she was pregnant. Uh And everyone's a little confused because she had had her tubes tied and it just doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah. So now we come to the day of April 23rd in the afternoon. After class that Tuesday, Lopez drove from her school in Little Village to the home that Figueroa lives in. And then all of a sudden, the evening of April 23rd, the Chicago Fire Department answered a 911 call from the home reporting that a child had just been born. Upon arrival, paramedics saw the baby was in obvious distress. We're skipping several steps here. So this woman, she had already gotten stuff from her, so she kind of knew her. So she obviously felt comfortable to go to her home, right? Yes. Okay. This is a lot. So Yeah. So like, okay. Lopez goes to her house and yeah. then skip. Uh, the Chicago Fire Department answered 911 call to the Figueroa home that a child had just been born. Upon arrival, paramedics saw that the baby was in obvious distress. They started advanced life support and called another ambulance where the baby was taken in critical condition to Advocate Christ Medical Center. Uh. Paramedics and police that had stayed behind asked Figueroa if she had any cramps, bleeding, dizziness, and she said no. I'm a little confused because, like, if you just pushed out a baby, how are you? You're, I'm good to go. I'm going to go run a marathon real quick. Like, thanks for taking care of my baby. Yeah, but, like, she's not even half naked. Like, she's just Mm-mm. ready to go out on the town. Like, <laughs> I assume, is what you're telling me. I she has her fake tan on like the lady from the previous story ready to go. Yes, I assume she's covered in blood. But she was taken to the same hospital as the baby uh-huh. as a precaution. And then Lopez's family since has questioned the doctor's at Christ, like, why didn't they ask more questions when the baby was taken there? Lopez's father is quoted saying, like, why didn't they notice? So for the following days, the baby was placed in the ICU. He had no brain function due to lack of oxygen. Uh I know, it's so sad. The family had also set up a GoFundMe page for the baby. Figueroa was listed as organizing the fundraising drive, which sought $9,000. I did read that it has sent, it had obviously been taken down and everyone that donated was refunded. Oh, hell yeah. And but GoFundMe chose not to speak further on the issue. I mean, I don't blame um, them. On May 7th, though, yeah. two weeks later, the police started to make headway in the case when a friend had mentioned the Facebook group Lopez had joined, and I completely skipped where she went missing. So she goes missing on April 23rd, yeah. the same day that the baby's born, which uh-huh. I'm sure you can tell where this is going now. Yeah. Um, so two weeks later, the police started to make headway in the case when a friend had mentioned the Facebook group Lopez had joined, and they learned she had gone to the Figueroa home the day she disappeared. So they interviewed Desiree Figueroa, who is the daughter of Clarissa, who stated that her mother had just given birth to a baby. The detectives searched the neighborhood, and they found Lopez's car parked not far away from the home. They didn't notice any of this, like, to begin with? No. It, two weeks it took them for this. Did this woman not have, like, an exam when she went to the hospital with the baby? No. Like, they were really just, like... 
If you gave a miracle birth, ho, the, enjoy. The article said that they don't really question or do physical exams after that kind of stuff, and I'm just like, don't you have to like make sure everything? What if she has like severe bleeding and she's just like, yeah, I'm down fine. Worry about my and kid. Everything. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense this to me. This is crazy. Yeah, the hospital oh my God. and the police failed in this Big instance. Big time. Big so time. they interviewed Clarissa at the hospital the same um, the same day. She denied Lopez ever showing up at her house. Through DNA testing, though, they found that the baby was not Clarissa's, and using DNA extracted from Lopez's toothbrush and hairbrush, they determined the baby was hers. Oh so God. they had distracted her with a baby book, strangled her, and cut the baby out of her stomach. <gasps> and then, oh my God! So, so it was the mother and the daughter that did that to her, and the daughter's boyfriend or, <gasps> or the mother's boyfriend one of their <gasps> boyfriends yeah i know i was i'm very upset about it so on may 14th clarissa desiree and his name is piotr bobak i don't know what the fuck like i don't feel bad for mispronouncing his name Piotr, either. you can fucking <laughs> eat my ass they were taken into custody after <laughs> they searched the backyard police found lopez's body and the cable used to strangle her inside of a garbage can they didn't even look at the ground? No. Like I guess the lady not. in the other story, they just looked at it and said, No thanks. These they didn't even go in the backyard. They're just like, Wow, your flowers outside look great. So yeah. glad you're okay after having this baby. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah, uh, it was like I said, they did not do a good job and so there's evidence of blood and bleach found in the Figuaroa home. On May fifteenth, they announced and confirmed the body. Lopez's father, he's been quoted saying he didn't think the department gave enough attention early on due to the family's immigrant background. I was just about to say, I think this definitely has to do something with some, like, race stuff. Yes. Um, um, because there's no way and, that this is acceptable, what yeah. happened, or what happened to, like, most people. He said, uh, we just want justice for what they did to my daughter. Absolutely, and, and her baby. Yes. Mm, he won't even live a good life. So... <gasps> Um, oh my god, are you gonna make me cry? June fourteenth, at seven weeks old, Giovanni Jadia Lopez was pronounced dead. Did she the name the kid, or did uh, Lopez I'm name going the child? To Lopez dead because once they found out that it was their baby, they went. Good, because I was about to say, to don't be calling that baby by that lady's whatever she decided the name to be. No, that I think because it's Lopez, the last okay, name, good. so that's the name I that was, they chose to give the baby. I was ready to fight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was on deck. <laughs> so sad because he he just had brain damage from being ripped out. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean this. This is making me think of like I survived episode I watched, which made me stop watching I survived. Where this woman got attacked and she had a woman kind of the same situation. She cut her baby out with a fucking car key that you like yes, start your engine I, with. I remember that case. Yes. This is making me think of that. Just like what mm-hmm. happened. Like anything could have happened to the baby. Like so I can imagine that distress and oh, I feel so yeah. horrible for them. I feel terrible for the family and like her other son who lost his mom and then yeah. the dad who lost his child and wife. Yeah. It's, just, it's all terrible. So, both Clarissa and her daughter are pleading not guilty to more than two dozen counts of first-degree murder, aggravated kidnapping, dismembering a human body, and concealing a homicidal death. Bobak only got four years because his is technically just aiding and hiding a homicide. He didn't I mean, I technically only distracted her with his baby book so my girl could <laughs> strangle her, so I don't really get that much time. You're just as guilty. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The other cases are, however, still pending. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it pissed me off pretty good because, like I said, that poor baby. 
Not even just that. Just everybody. That's so sad. Other than the people who did it. Like, well, yeah, fuck them. Big fuck them. But like, that's horrible. The whole way around. Everybody loses in that situation. They lost a daughter. They lost a mother. They lost a girlfriend. She lost her life and any potential that she had with her life. Like, everybody fucking loses in that case Mm -hmm. for that whole family. And I wish, like, I could see somewhere. Like, I want to look into the case a little bit more and see if there's any fucking reasoning. Like, I guess I'll have well, to Well, obviously, to she lied about being pregnant. Yeah, so I wonder, like, does she just want another baby that bad? Like, what did she think she was doing? Oh, she's fucking delusional. And they were stupid the way they did it, because it's like, you literally made posts on Facebook and invited her Well, keep criminals stupid. Yeah. I want them to be dumb. <laughs> but. Oh my God. I'm going to keep an eye on the case, and then hopefully when they do get sentenced, um, I'll give everybody an update on that. My God. Well, now this is the reason I'm depressed. <laughs> Jesus. Put, make, I, go back to the beginning of the episode and just imagine me going, Colin's case today is why I'm depressed this week. Fuck the story about me thinking I got shorted on my paycheck. Yeah. Ugh. God, that's horrible. Single-handedly caused Jordan's crippling depression today. Oh, my God. I'll cry on my way home. <laughs> so that concludes our cases. And just going to do the whole, please sign up for our Patreon, because <laughs> we have uh, we have three tiers. First tier is a dollar. You're going to get access to the spinoffs that we're doing. I'm doing two. One of them is going to be the Alphabet Mafia media, where I would be covering any form of media, whether it be music, books, movies, TV shows, about that's centered around LGBTQ people, and I will, as long as it's not, again, stereotypically offensive, go ahead and send in recommendations, and I have no issue. I'll most likely look at whatever it is, and then the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be covering encrypted. Hopefully, I'm going to do just one episode of those each a month. So that'll give you two episodes from me, and then Jordan's going to tell you about hers real quick. So I'm very into why things change. Um, I'm very scared of boats, and I'm scared of airplanes. Um, so I really like looking into airplane crashes, boat crashes, things like that, to see the recommendations that they make for them to be safer. Still nowhere near close enough to going onto them, but I do like covering them. But I do like listening to them, so I probably will cover some of those. Also, I love missing 411 stuff, so I think those will definitely be my personal interest coverages. Other than that, um, we have an email. It's sub- subfeed at C3 podcast. Is it, it's sub dash feed, though, correct? I don't know. Hold up. Please right, we're going to take a look see. Intermission. Transformers more than meeting. So we do have our email of subpede. Subpede. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have our email of subfeed at c-3podcast.com where you can send in reviews, any recommendations, recommendations things that we should like do. I didn't even go over the other fucking tiers. I do that every single time. So the $5 a month, this is where the crippling depression is going to come in. Jordan and I are probably not good at giving... No, I'm not even going to say we're not good at giving advice. We're not legally, um... If I fuck up your life, that's on you, bitch. <laughs> Period. That's all I got to say, because I will always end it with, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you going to tell so, me it's my fault? Um, if you'd like to get some drunk advice, and it will be anonymously read on the air, go ahead and 
that's what the five dollars a month one's gonna be and then we got fifteen dollars a month you can get the advice you get to pick a case or both cases and a cocktail you get or just a topic for the episode whatever your little hearts desire and still get access to the bonus episodes on patreon and that's on murder period 